people are going to push away from your culture. It's in Good Samaritan, then the after money. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Jalof and Biryani, where we serve ideas, so you take a seat. So, what are we going to be doing today? It's the second episode for the podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a subject that plays quite close to, well, Jalof's heart, and also mine. Um, it's about flying to the motherland. So, what do you mean by flying to the motherland? Would you like to briefly explain? So, by flying to the motherland, we're going to be discussing my recent trip to Ghana, which was my first time ever going to Ghana. Uh, at the age of 20, and also my first time ever traveling as a whole. So I'm going to be providing a series of questions um, to get better understand uh, Jalof's experiences and to delve deeper into, well, flying to the motherland. So let's get started. But first, just wanted to say, last episode, there were some accusations that I love Ghana. And I just want you guys to know that that's not true. Because as you can see here, this is no ordinary Fanta. This right here is Nigerian Fanta. You are a D1 hater. Nigerian you Fanta. You are a D1 hater. You brought, Niger you brought Nigerian Fantas. I am with the people. episode about Ghana. Nigeria for the win, okay? Bro, only because only because I chose this I chose no sides earlier, but I'm choosing sides now wow. because I do not want to get jumped. You <laughs> I do not want to get a jumped. You D1 hater. Be honest, huh? are, most, are most of your black friends Nigerian? Huh? No, no, there's a 50-50 split. But definitely, I, I prefer the Nigerians. Wow. No, <laughs> All his boys that are not Nigerian. You've heard Listen, it. To the Nigerians? I got you guys. Brother, you brought Nigerian Fanta to a podcast about Ghana. Uh, listen, man, I'm trying to balance out the... D1 yeah, hater. I don't want no Somebody one make a compilation right now of top 10 hatred, hateful moments for this listen, guy. Listen, here's guy. my thing, yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Bro, I don't want I don't want to be too strongly tied in with Ghana, okay? I want to make sure that I'm balanced out. Listen, this this, this podcast today no. can be about flying to Ghana. No. But I just want to make sure the Nigerian people don't understand Ghana I'm still for with you, the win. I'm still with Ghana you, man. Ghana for the win. Okay. Listen, listen to me. Ghana for the win. Always. Don't listen to this joke, man. Bro, this is my shot, man. Get out of my shot, man. You got your shot. Get out of my shot, listen, man. Listen, man. This stay, is my shot. Stay in your lane, bro. This is my shot. Huh? <sighs> this is my shot, boy. Sorry. I got too excited there. Nah, bruv. That, 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 that was just wrong. Nah, this is my All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm just going to crack this open whilst we get into crack this. Cold so, with the boys. let's start off with the most obvious question. <laughs> what country are you from? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually from France, but a lot of people think I'm from Germany. I'm chatting. I'm chatting out of my backside. I'm from Ghana. Uh, if you probably couldn't tell, usually, basically, everybody always guesses my home country. I usually always get Ghana. I occasionally get Nigeria, but most of the time I get Ghana. Pretty much always get Ghana. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, what? that's a lot said for me just asking what country you're from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna get one word answers though. No, 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 but for real, uh, tell us, tell us a bit about Ghana. Tell us about the beautiful country that you're from. Ghana is, I'd say Ghana is the land of hustlers, mm. and I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner. No, Jay Hustler, right? Like, hus I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hustlers in terms of the sense that everybody is really hardworking and everybody's trying to make money. Everybody's trying to climb to the top. Everyone's trying to provide for their family, and you see it even from when you just get off of the airplane. Mm. Somebody will come and help you with your luggage. You're thinking, oh, good Samaritan, good Samaritan. Then they ask for money. <laughs> Nothing is for free. Listen. But but that's not me throwing shade. I get it. I understand where I'm coming from. And I do truly love my home country. And I've never felt more pa patriotic. As a car I think outside. that's the word, patriotic. So, uh, the car outside got me. It sounded like I believe the word was patriotic. patriotic. Would you like to spell patriotic for us, please? P-A-T-R. Okay, no. I-O-T. Mm -hmm. Yep. I see. Oh, okay, I see. he's stupid. No, I see. Okay. What do you mean? I Listen, for the British education system, I want a refund because this guy is a bro, fucking degenerate. I literally spelled it properly. Huh? Why did you bug out at the last letter? No, because I wasn't sure. Oh. I, did, I got it correctly, though. I got it correct. 
I got great man. I got. Crap. I've had enough of him. I, I want. I want to switch partners. What do you mean? Switch I want. I want to switch. Like whoever the hell I play. I switch. cannot be beaten. I'm what? the one and only Jalov. I cannot be beaten. Nobody can beat me. Can Let's get a Nigerian guy here. No. 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 Please. Can, no. Sorry, editor. Can we get a Nigerian Donny no, over here, please? No. Can we? No. Switch. No, switch up no, the. No. no. Huh? If you uh, want. You know what? You know what, I'll say true to the Ghanaians. Let me, let's get another Ghanaian, man. Wow. Let's get another Ghanaian. Nah. I'm being replaced. I think I know if one or two. So. I'm being replaced. No, <laughs> I am the one and only. I am the mighty Jerome Jermaine. The one and only. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, you, you just Jerome Jermaine that. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. So, um, yeah, you said Ghana is the country of wrestlers. Um, is, okay, is there one export that's quite well known for, if I'm not wrong? One export? What is it? Something that a lot this of people feels like a quiz. Think, man, oh, you Kente, should know. Kente Cloth. Kente Cloth is absolutely number that one. That wasn't what I was talking about, but fair enough. Carry on. Go um, ahead. Kente Cloth is uh, a special kind of cloth made in Ghana. I believe what's unique about it is the way that it's hand-woven. Uh, I'll show some footage on screen of some amazing Kente Cloth. Um, people wear it a lot, especially traditional wear. People have made shirts out of it. People have made ties out of it. But traditionally, I'll show how it's worn traditionally. Traditionally, it's more like a tobe, sort of. Mm. Yeah. Um, I no, was sorry, not like a tobe, like um, like a toga, like a toga, like sorry. a toga. That toga. Mm. What did I say? It's a tobe. I think I'm thinking of robes and togas. Yeah. And you combine it together, and you call it toga. Yeah. But it's not toby chisel, so chill out. <laughs> no side men. <laughs> yeah. uh, one day, man, maybe. Who knows? Side men, sponsor me. Money, money, okay, alright, let's move on. So, <laughs> um, something else I was going to say was, I'm pretty sure it's known as the land of gold, right? Yes. So that was the thing I was trying to touch upon. The gold well, the clothing coast. was very interesting. Man. We won our gold, but... No, I'm joking, I'm not going to... Yeah, go on, uh, tell us a bit about the gold. Um, so Ghana is known for its gold. We don't have... Well, we were kind of stripped of it. I'm not going to say by who. <laughs> that That's a whole different podcast in of itself. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we are going to hopefully eventually soon do some deeper delves into each country that yeah. we're from. Um, but yeah, stay tuned so you yeah. can find out about more that more. So let's delve into the actual journey. So when and how long did you go for? So I went for two weeks between the 2nd of September and the 16th of September, so 14 days. Uh, it was amazing. I flew from Heathrow. So it's weird because I've only ever been to an airport twice in my life and both times were to actually visit people who were going back to Ghana. So both times it was my brother. Well, I have, well, two of my older brothers. One time it was my eldest brother seeing him. Uh, and then one time it was my younger, but el still el older brother, basically, um, who was coming back from Ghana. So those are the two times I've been. So it felt weird to go to Heathrow and actually be catching a flight and mm. not feelings. Because this was your first time flying out. My very first time flying. Yeah. Uh, turbulence. A whole lot of turbulence. Turbulence. Yeah, how was that? Turbulence was actually fine, bro. It's actually fun. It feels like you're in a roller coaster. You think? Yeah. I start panicking for my life. That's I genuinely what, think I'm going to die. But that's what's weird. I don't know why I didn't panic. But I think it's also because I really enjoy roller coasters. I'm not a daredevil like that. Mm. But for example, as I mentioned in the last podcast, you heights. know, skydiving, heights. If it's a height that I feel is controlled, I don't get scared. I don't get nervous. But I'm starting to get shaky. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if it's a height that I feel is relatively controlled, so for example, yes, it's an airplane, yes, things can go wrong, but I trust British Airways, so I still feel safe. It just felt like a roller coaster. It was kind of fun. And I love the part where, um, so obviously I've never experienced this, right? So then it moves, it moves, and then it turns, and it starts picking up speed, 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 picking up, and then it just takes off. And it's so cool. Why is everyone in the room looking at me weird? Oh, no, I'm not. Listen. <laughs> but yeah. Listen. And then it starts Tate picking off. <laughs> and you know what it felt like? Because you're going up, and you're like at the back of your seat. You know what it felt like? Yeah. You know in... Um, Endgame, yeah. when Captain America and them man went to space for the first time. Oh, yeah. And you can feel like, bro, it feels yeah, so cool. Man. It feels like the coolest roller coaster I've ever been on. And you go into the sky and you take pictures and it's so cool. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it feels cool. No, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just funny because of how giddy you are because yeah, of it being it the first so experience. fun. Dude. But like, for example, like, I, I think, pictures. I think like, it's weird because I didn't grow up rich or anything, but I've genuinely had the privilege of being able to go on flights from a yeah. younger age. And I think because of that, I genuinely think I've forgotten how like obviously I think a lot of people appreciate when they go to the airport yeah. when they go on flights and stuff and 
Um, I always love the experience and enjoy it like thoroughly. You know what I mean? I just flew out recently and I loved it. But yeah. I don't think you you remember how giddy or how joy joyful like the experience is because you were a kid. And yeah, it's been a long time. Whereas I think for me, it would have been nice to go on holiday as a kid. But the reason why I do not regret not going on holiday as a kid is because I appreciated it so much more. And I also feel like if I was a child, I wouldn't have enjoyed going to Ghana. I'm just gonna say it straight up. I would have complained about the heat. I would have complained about the six hour flight. Oh, my bum is itchy. Oh, I want to move and walk around. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, I can't sleep properly. Oh, the guy behind me snoring. Oh, the weather's too hot. Oh, I want to order Uber Eats, whatever, whatever. I would have complained. But going to Ghana, bro, it was amazing. Because it felt yeah. so different to being in England. Mm. But a younger me just wouldn't have been appreciative. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to the next question. Uh, were there any cultural or practical aspects you needed to consider before flying out? And how did you prepare? So for me, uh, first time in a foreign country, I don't really fancy getting arrested. Mm. So I did look into the laws of the land to see how they differ from England. Not too different, to be honest. Nothing nothing too different that would affect me personally. Mm. So it was fine. Uh, yeah. I looked into laws of land. I looked into customs. Mm. So for example, I don't know if you've noticed, but since I've come back to England, I try and pass everything with my right hand. Yeah. In Ghana, your left hand does not exist. If I pass you something with my left hand, I'm disrespecting you. Mm. So, I, whereas in this country, I don't really think about it. I just yeah. pass things with my left hand. Doesn't really matter mm. if it's my closest hand. So that's been really, really interesting to adapt to that. But it's been really enjoyable. So, for example, everything with your right hand. Um, a really big thing is greetings. If you see anybody, you cannot. You know, for example, in this country, you say hello to the wrong person. You're gonna end up, you know, with a blade across your your throat, blade across your stomach, wherever. I don't know why I pointed to my stomach when I was talking about my throat, but yeah. Whereas yeah. in Ghana, it's custom to say hello, good afternoon. I yeah. never forget we were uh, checking out some land that my family own, and there's this little schoolgirl coming home, and she just said, "Pacho, good afternoon," and continued on her way. So good afternoon back. Well, and it was like it's just a level of respect. They are so polite, thing, like, especially and ridiculous. like ridiculous. like it's similar yeah. in our culture as well, like. I think like um, there's not as much an emphasis in passing things we were right, but we do emphasize a lot of things with like what you do things that are more sanitary or clean yeah. with your right hands and uh, out of respect of your right, and then your left side you do things more that like for sanitary purposes like uh, yeah. as you may know about like the bodna or the lotta or whatever yeah. you call it like when we when we're cleaning the back passage and whatnot yeah. Like we usually have the left hands, but the right hands were eating our food, munching. Yeah. Obviously, same with even with British customs, I guess like shaking hands with people, you have to do it with your right hands. Yeah. But it's interesting how like these features of like using your right hand compared to your left hand has become so prominent across the world. Yeah. Regardless of where you're from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like yeah. you said with the handshake example, it's still found in this country. I mm. just found it was more emphasized back home. Mm. If I pass somebody something with my left hand here, it's not that deep. In Ghana, you can't do that. But yeah, but it was um it was great. People are really polite, you know, greeting mm. people. Um me, I am both a social butterfly, I don't know why I call myself a butterfly, but you know what I mean, and also really introverted. So for me, I only tend to be, if I get a lot of practice, mm. I become more and more extroverted. Mm. So being in Ghana actually made me more extroverted because I knew it's custom to say good afternoon. Mm. So I ended up having more conversations because I forced myself to. Mm. And I also found when I came back, it translated back here, that it was just easier to speak to people because I've had the practice. So yeah. would you say overall it basically made you more confident and made you more, um, more likely to socialise with people outside of the people that you normally... Because it's kind of like the stereotype that all Ghanaian people are funny and they tell good jokes. Basically, mm. that stereotype. And I kind of get it now when you're literally coming from an environment where you're always basically speaking to people, you're always basically making conversation, you naturally pick up being able to become funnier, you naturally pick up being more social. So it, it makes... I think a lot of people, a lot of, you know, the aunties and uncles here, yeah. after being to Ghana, how they act makes more sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting you said they're usually quite funny because... Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Come on, bring it. Come on, man. It's just, it's just interesting you said it. That's what I'm saying. It's I'm just, funny. It's just I'm interesting hilarious. you said it. I, I am hilarious. You know what? <sighs> I am hilarious. Bro, you know what? You're so unfunny. Yeah, They create a def definition for you called low hilarious. Low hilarious. Low hilarious. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you're a funny guy, you know. You're a funny guy. All right. All right. So, um... 
Even he's not laughing. Yeah, listen, 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 listen. Let's keep the focus on us, all right? Let's keep the focus on us, okay? Um, I was going to say as well, I've got to actually mention this earlier on, but there, there are going to be uh, three main parts to this interview. Uh, there's going to be the build-up to going uh, to Ghana. Yes. Uh, there's going to be about touching grass. So once he eventually arrives at Ghana, which we're going to be going to next, and uh, we'll talk about the third one eventually. So on to the second half, second part. Uh, touching grass. So, what were your first impressions? What was your experience first stepping off that plane? First stepping off that plane. Mm. Well, <laughs> first stepping off that plane. You know the stereotype about getting like bribed, uh, having to pay bribes or getting scammed abroad. Mm. First thing off the bat, they tried to scam my mom. Mm. First thing, brother, we've been in the country for less than 10 minutes. They tried to scam my mom. Mm. So basically, you have to get um, a vaccine done called yellow fever. You mm. cannot enter Ghana without it. Mm. You have to get your visa done. And you have to get yellow, your yellow fever done. So she had her yellow fever done, I believe, in the 90s. Um, and That's a while ago, man. That's it. It's a while ago, but you only get yellow fever. We didn't fever. exist then. Yeah, we didn't actually. Yeah, we didn't exist. You only get yellow fever done once. That's it. It's once for life. Do not let anybody tell you you have to get it a second time. You only get it once for life, right? And so we arrive in Ghana. She shows them her yellow fever and they say it's too old. So if you want to enter, uh, if you pay me £15, I'll go and update it. So you're telling me a random guy in the airport is going to update a WHO mandated document. For £15. Man, if you don't get... <laughs> but that's the first thing, right? That's with my mum. Yeah. So they tried to scam my mother, which already, don't scam my mum, I will have beef with you. This, bro, that guy, man. But, Click, clack. But obviously, <laughs> you can't beat up airport people because, you know, I've just arrived in a country, I don't want to get kicked out. That was the first thing. So if I'm being honest with you, it's kind of sad, but because I already heard of this stereotype... And I've just seen it with my own two eyes. I was incredibly on edge. Mm. Incredibly on edge. I was... Because me, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a very trusting person. Yeah. Unless I know you for a while. I've already heard these bad things, which I know I shouldn't have entered the country with that sort of, Well, I shouldn't have entered the country with that sort of mindset. But what made it worse was that it was heightened. As soon as I got there, I saw exactly what my family had warned me about. Bribes and stuff like that. So obviously, my mom, You do not mess with my mom. My mom will not take any... Excuse my language. You do not mess with my mom. Don't mess with Miss Jaloff, fam. Yeah. You do not mess with my mom. So she told him what for. Clearly, you're not going to out-argue my mom. So they were just like, you know what? We've lost this battle. Let's just leave it. So I go to... Go through checks. Go through everything. Took forever to get our bags. But standard... I heard it standard for airports and travelling. This is my first ever flight. So I wasn't too sure. But mm. I heard it standard. Go through the airport. I'm literally about to exit... Right, to go exit. And some guy says, oh, we have to check people's bags. Me personally, if since I'm already on edge and I do not trust people, I said, let me just make conversation, make some jokes, right? And um, he said to me, oh, do you have a gift for me? I'm like, a gift for you? Brother, I don't know you. What do you mean do I have a gift for you? He's <laughs> like, oh, you know, a foreign currency. When, it, when, it, when you cross it over, you know, lots of money. I'm just like, Brother, so you want me to bribe you for me to be able to basically get through the door? This is the final check. And they were letting other people go through. Why was I stopped? By the way, this is another thing with airport security, fam. In England, I got stopped so many times. In in Ghana, I got stopped so many times. I didn't. Do I look like a criminal? Nah, I mean. And bear well, in mind, maybe, I, had trim, maybe, I had a trim. I had a trim at the time. My beard was a lot shorter. As we do, the audience here are saying they're nodding their heads. Yes. No, they're not. <laughs> so, no, they're not. And that's not my opinion. I just want you to know that. Bear in that mind, is what other people are saying. I was not wearing a do rag. Hey, listen, listen, I was literally dressed like you know more formally you than know I am what? now. It's probably not easy. Beard. It's probably just not easy because like obviously because because you are black, like it yeah. probably makes a bit of a difference. Brother, time. I was in a I was in a black country. No, no. <laughs> Bro. I, mean, I meant for the British one, but yeah. even for myself, like when you enter, like into um, it, when you come back in, like they obviously look to see me. They see my color. They see my. They, they, so they assume my they religion. Really check you. They assume my religion. Oh, They're like, no. oh wait, what? Oh, uh, no. um, four plus four, four is like eight. Oh. You know what I was doing four plus four. I oh, shout no. Uh, shout you mean to put two and two uh, together. Uh, yeah, I mean, two and two oh, together. No. Listen, they were like, oh, terrorist. Uh, oh. No, no, thank you, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting saying that scammers. People trying to mug you off. Yeah. It happens, man. It happens. Um, all right, let's go on to the next thing. So, were there any cultural or language barriers you encountered? And uh, how did you navigate them? So, language, no. Basically, everyone in Ghana speaks English. Okay, let me not say everybody, but we travelled to some of the most remote places. 
spoke perfect English. I also think that with Ghanaians, I'm not I'm not targeting anybody or coming for anybody, but our we don't really have heavy accents, so it's kind of easier to understand us. We don't have heavy heavy accents. We do have accents, but it's not as heavy like because. Okay, no. Who, who, who are you now, not trying to come for? I was gonna say now when you're talking about heavy accents. Now huh? I sound racist. Huh? Okay, basically. Huh? Are you talking about all the Patels, huh? Is that what it is? No, no, huh? no, 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 no. Are you talking about all the Ahmeds, huh? No, no, no. Is that what this was? Huh? No, that's huh? not, no. Shout out to my brown people. No. I love you guys, yeah? Brother. Just know this guy's a number one hater, fam. A number one you hater. You Nigerian huh? fighter to a Ghanaian huh? podcast. Listen, <laughs> I'm trying to start wars, fam. Listen, World War Three, man. Let's uh, run it on, run it back, run no. it back, run it back. No, no, but, but <laughs> real talk, I'm not targeting anybody. I'm yeah. just saying that, for example, there was not really a language barrier because nearly everybody speaks English. And on top of they're not reading really a language barrier because of that, the accents are not too thick, so it's kind of easier to understand Ghanians. Yeah. Am, am I offensive in saying that? No, 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 okay. no. And it makes sense as well because... Um, I don't want to get cancelled. Please, please, please. I, I need money. I need work. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> no, but correct me if I'm wrong as well, because I think because a lot of countries have been, that have been colonised by, yeah. um, by, by Britain... Um, I think those countries tend to usually learn English as a secondary language anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's quite common in South Asia. I think a lot of people tend to try to learn English. Uh, though it might be kind of broken at times. But uh, regardless, they all try to learn it. I think it's the same with a lot of countries, to be fair. I mean, English in general is just quite a useful language. Yeah. But uh, funnily, uh, just a little thing I wanted to say was uh, a lot of um, linguists say that English is not a language that you learn. It's a language you memorize because that's how terrible it is. That's how terrible it is. I don't think anyone else understood the joke. I, I feel like I'm hoping someone it. from the audience understands what I'm talking about. I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it? No. Oh, it's basically because um, there's a lot of like rules and stuff when it comes to... You know what? We should do a video on this. Oh, we talking about how like, there's a lot of rules like la, le, le, in like French, for example, whereas in English it's just the... No, so we have we do have rules, but the rules aren't consistent. Mm. So the rules get thrown out the window, do you know what I mean? A lot of the time, do you know what I mean? Like For example, um, night and night. Like one of them became yeah. silent, the other one, there's no K at all. Do you know what I mean? Like... Do you know what I mean? So it, it, it doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of rules that are contradictory and a lot of words that aren't pronounced the phonetic way they should be. Yeah. So that's why it's a weird language to learn. And that's why a lot of people who are brought up in the UK or brought up in America, it's quite easy for them to learn language. Yeah. So that's why that's why I cle- I really do respect people who learn it as a second language. Absolutely. And speak it so fluently. Yeah. Wow. How the flip did you do that? Because it actually is really bad language, like in terms of learning, but... If you, yeah. you've got it down, then it opens up numerous doors. Yeah, especially because a lot of them, they're learning it as a second language mm. as well, which, bro, I struggle with languages, so I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Um, but in general, your your point was that there was no issues. Oh, yeah, no issues um, with languages. Uh, it was actually a really, really, really funny moment. So I was recording because I, I was vlogging. Uh, yeah, I don't know when that vlog is coming out, by the way. I was vlogging and I think I took a video of something I shouldn't be taking a video of. I didn't realize. Mm. And um, the guy was like, hey, come over here. Because some awesome uncle <laughs> wants to speak to me to tell me off, to tell me not to record, right? And it was absolutely hilarious because um, I said, oh, Eti Seng, like, you know, like, hello. And he just said, hey, I'm, I'm fine. Yes, but don't don't record. It's a way that it was like, he could tell that that tree is not my first language. And so he instantly just shut down the tree. He said, let's go to English, my friend. Let's do your native tongue. Mm. And also, hilariously, we were in an uh, an area where they speak Ewe, which is another language that they speak in mm. Ghana. So he speaks Ewe, he speaks tree, and he speaks English. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you, for, for people who may not be from West Africa or from Ghana yeah. specifically, uh, would you mind just briefly explaining what Twi and Ewe is? So tree is... How can I describe it? It was explained to me, but I can't really remember. Basically... When you meet a Ghanaian on the street, more than likely they're gonna speak tree. And do you mean that for the for the UK or do you mean that in general, no matter where you are in the world? In general, no matter where you are in the world, but more specifically England, most likely they're gonna speak tree. If they don't speak tree, then they speak Ga, which is mm. another language which is mainly spoken in Accra. If they don't speak Ga, then they speak Ewe. Mm. And I feel like there's more, but I can't remember. There's also different uh variations of each language. So there's tree so tree in the Volta region might sound different to tree in Accra. Is that like to do accents or words as well? Words and accents. And mm. it might sound different to tree in Kumasi, for example. Mm. So please correct me if I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I've only ever been to Ghana once. But it will sound different depending on where you're at. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, especially because going to Ghana, I did not know that Ewe was even a language. Mm. I knew about Ga. I knew about tree. I knew about Fancy. Fancy is another one. I, knew, I think I knew about Fancy. Did not know that Ewe was even a language. 
And so going to the area, um, the area where the Ewa people tend to live. So they live, if I remember correctly, in the Volta region, which is right by Togo, by the way. So whenever you drive through the Volta region, expect a lot of police checks because some people might be smuggling drugs. So they do a lot of police checks in that area. Beautiful area, by the way. If you're going to go to Ghana, you ha- if you're going to go to Ghana, you have to go to the Volta region. But uh, we'll get onto that in a second. But yeah, what was the question? I'm just waffling. Just, uh, I was just asking briefly <laughs> about the different languages, but I think yeah. you covered them. There was like three or four you said. You said there was Twi, there was Ka, there was Ewe, and, and there was Fancy. I, I believe Fancy is a language. If I've gotten that wrong, that's embarrassing. Nah, it's cool. So yeah. you've learned quite a lot in terms of the languages and I, uh, you've... I no, cannot no. speak Tree. I can only understand it. Yeah. But when I was in Ghana, um, I forced myself to speak more Tree. Mm. And also, I was shocked at the amount of tree because I cannot speak tree, but I can understand it. Mm. And I genuinely was shocked by the sheer amount of tree I could actually understand. Mm. There were very, very, very few moments where people were having conversations and I didn't understand what they were saying. Mm. I'd also say that's the beautiful part about going to your home country. If you're somebody like me who cannot speak your home country's language, but you've heard it over the years, go back to your home country. Uh, oh, telling people to go back home. That's a bit mad, you know? So, that's a bit wild, you know? Sorry. Right, all I'm saying is, I didn't this, mean it like man, that. <laughs> this man put the exit in Brexit. No, oh he just my told goodness. you to leave your country. No, no, no. Just know for like a fact, that. yeah? Just know for a fact, it's not just EDL, okay? Shalof has clearly worked no, up with them, yeah? No, he no. went gone purely as a reconnaissance mission, bro. He went there to find out how to get people to go back to Ghana. Oh, from. no, because they're, they're always, always, they're always coming right. here. Taking our jobs. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Stealing all women. <laughs> but, um, no. Sick and tired of him. <laughs> no, but basically, um... Rascals. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with I that. I don't know, man. <laughs> what to say? But, yeah, so... I definitely recommend going to your home country. Yeah. And you will literally discover that Mate, you can probably speak a lot more of your home country's language. You could probably you could probably speak and most and definitely understand a lot more of your home country's language than you realize. Mm. So I understand a lot more tree than I realize. Even jokes and like slang, I even yeah. understood, and I was shocked. But I also think it's just because when you when you understand enough words, even if you don't understand it, your brain fills in the blanks with context. Mm. So it was really great. So let's let's move on to the next question. Uh, for time's sake, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm waffling. I'm waffling. No, it's cool, man. Listen, we'll take some out and post. No, I'm doing it. Oh, Fez. All right. So, speaking of the Volta region and uh, other places you visited, please tell us more about them. So, like, what places did you visit in Ghana in specific? And did you have a chance to explore your family's history or ancestral roots during your visit? Yes, we did. Okay. So, so do you want to go to the first bit first and then we'll move on to the next? First part so, the first part was like uh, different regions and areas you might have visited. And then uh, potentially flow into your ancestors and family. So I went to a place named. What am I saying? A place, what am I saying it so slow? I went to Accra, which is the capital city. Mm-hmm. So that's where we stayed. We stayed in Chado, which is um, probably butchering the pronunciation, which is within Accra. Uh, it's quite nice, very commercial as well. So lots of pastry stuff, bake, bake shop. I love you. I miss you. I cannot wait to come back to come. I miss that place so much. Pastry is so good. But yeah, um, so I was in, yeah, I was in Chado, um, really commercial area, really nice. Um, from there, I traveled to so many different areas. So the biggest, pla- biggest place I went to was the Volta region because I actually stayed there for two nights. Mm. So in the Volta region, you got two big things. Mm. You got the Willy uh, Waterfall or Lee. Why did I say Willy? You got the Lee Waterfall. <laughs> so, guys, stop laughing at me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't pronounce it incorrectly while I was in Ghana, but you got the Lee Waterfall. Yeah. Oh, uh. So you, just, you optionally kept adding Willie. That's crazy. You know what? I just want everyone to know, yeah, this says a lot about him as a uh. person. <laughs> it says a lot. But carry on, dude. No. I just want you to know that your mother's watching this. No, no. <laughs> no, because she was the one that kept correcting me on how to pronounce it. I kept pronouncing it wrong. So I went to the Lee Waterfall. Yeah. Which I believe was on the second. So basically, uh, we got there. Mm. Uh, wait, should I go? How in depth should I go with this? Let's let's keep it brief and short. For All time's right. Sake. So we got there. Okay, <laughs> let me explain. We got there. 
We went to hike uh, and climb Mount Fajito, mm. which is the greatest mountain in Ghana. Well, I want to say West Africa, but I feel like that might be incorrect. But I know it's the biggest mountain in listen, Ghana. If, listen, so for any West Africans watching this, yeah, like oh, if he's no. if he's taking the piss out of you guys, yeah, like just hey, come for a minute. Hey, I said, for a minute I said I'm probably wrong. I don't know. Uh, but I know it's the highest mountain in Ghana. Uh, and it took my shorts. My shorts were eaten. There was no saving them. What do you mean they were eaten? They were eaten. Eaten by who? You? By the mountain. What do you mean by the mountain? The mountain ate my shorts. The mountain ate your shorts? Yeah, the mountain ate my shorts. It was the toughest hike. Because uh, the only hike I've ever done is the cliffs in Dover. What do you, the what cliffs the fl- in you mean Dover do not compare to Mount Fajito. When I tell you that some parts are incredibly steep, mm. bro, it's like trying to climb a triangle. Wait, wait, big man, let's just circle back real quick. What do you mean the mountain ate your shorts? So, uh, was the mountain hungry? Like Basically, what, what we were climbing the mountain and there was a lion. And obviously, the kind of guy I am, you know, I protect, I provide, I serve, do you know what I mean, my family. So, I saw a lion. Why are you laughing? No, no, it's gone, man. Yeah, so, you, I saw a lion. Thing, man. I saw a lion. And it's I a said, man right here. And I said, you know, <laughs> like, you are not gonna, you're not gonna do this to me right now. Yeah. I've had a long day. Mm. So, beat the absolute living daylights out of the lion. I nearly cursed, but I'm getting better. Mm. Beat mm. the absolute living daylights out of the lion. The lion could not... So, so, so real quick, uh, before you continue off and go on a tangent, can you tell us what that actually happened? Okay. So what actually happened was, um, <laughs> I was climbing Mount Fajito, I slipped and I fell and I ripped my shorts and it was incredibly embarrassing. Um, but if there's any ladies watching, I fought a lion. Send me your father's number, please. Please. Yeah, let's keep Guys, moving. he really needs this. Just yeah. give him a win already. I need to get married. Anyway, yeah, trust me. So... You don't know what happens behind the cameras. What do you... Whoa! Wait! Say Whoa. What? I mean, no, 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 no! <laughs> I had to stop you there. Oh, but, um, yeah, me. basically, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Climbed Mount Fajito, ripped my shorts. Absolutely embarrassing. But the peak was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so worth it. The peak Wait, was so um, worth it. By the way, so, um, while you're saying all this, where, where is the Volta region located in Ghana? Like, northeast, southwest, compass. What's wrong? Why are you quizzing me? No, no, no I wasn't like, you, you should know this, right? Why would you, why would you? No, I was just, I was just asking. Why, so then, Why would you do this to me? No, what's going on? Bro, you know what the Ghanaians are watching now? They're waiting for my answer. <laughs> no, can just, I Google it? Can I Google it? Uh, no. Can I Google it? Say it African way. Can I, what do you mean say Google. it? Google. Google. Oh, Google. They always say Google, isn't it? Huh? Oh yeah, please Google it for me. Uh, where's the Walter region in Ghana? Guys, I, I, I See, swear to God, guy. Yeah, make it a post, yeah. That's this my guy. guy. This is all the Ghanaians, yeah. This guy's a fake Ghanaian. Bro. Put it up, pull it this up. Fake pull it up, Jamie. I'll tell you, shall I tell you where it pull is? Pull it up, shall Jamie. I, it <laughs> I know where it is. It's in the northern region. No, it's not. It's in the northern I, region. I didn't actually go to the north. I, that's somewhere I really okay, need to go. Okay, I was go. wrong. Well, next time I need to go to <laughs> North Ghana and I also need to go to, um, I need to go to northern Ghana. I also need to go to Kumasi as well. Yeah, basically it's in, uh, Where's it's the in the Volta east. region? Thank you, east. Jamie. The Volta region is in the Volta region. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> oh, no, I'm man. joking. Um, you know, we need to start doing some budget cuts around there. Southeast. <laughs> Southeast. <laughs> Southeast. Yeah, it's literally Talk right you. next to Togo. Listen, Southeast. Listen. Thank you. I knew that, fam. I told you. Listen, I said, Thank you, listen, I said North by mistake in it, but what I meant it was South in it. But basically, I'm kind of like, like, I got issues with my eyes in it. So that's why I got a bit confused. Waffle. Top but like, waffle. Um, Southeast, yeah, that sounds about right. Top waffle. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, um, yeah, southeast, southeast. That's where the Volta region is. <laughs> it just takes a sip of Nigerian Fanta. Thank you. Hey, listen, I, know, I love my Nigerians, man. Shout out to you, man. Dreaming, man. Well, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That was me. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next bit. So, were there any challenges or unexpected situations that you faced during your trip? Um, I realized I, was re- <laughs> I realized I have a condition called mm. iPad child syndrome. Um, there were periods of time when there was no internet. It's strong in this one. It's yeah. so strong in this one. What do you mean strong in this Bro, one? Bro, you scream you iPad child. go two days with no internet. Let me know. I've done it before, bro. No, you haven't. Did I ever tell you you went cap, 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 cap? Did I ever tell you how during secondary school there was a period where six or seven months I went without my phone? No, you've not told me. No, yeah, there was like a period where I went like seven, eight months, six, seven months. I know, I don't know why I increased by months there. But six, seven months, yeah, where I just, yeah, didn't have my phone, nothing. And then even during like uh, COVID time, there was a period where like six, seven months straight, I just went without my phone. Were you still like making phone calls and texts? Though? No, I thought, I, as a man say, I was going about my phone. I mean, I literally turned it off and put it away. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I really respect that. Yeah, well, to be fair, the first time wasn't really my choice. It was more like punishment. But oh, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> well, I'll be honest, I genuinely don't know why I did. I can't, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember. But I was one naughty, naughty shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, nah, during the second period, uh, it was yeah, it was purely my choice. To be fair, it was quite bad because um, a lot of my friends were quite worried because they were like, oh, I just went like AWOL out of nowhere. Yeah, I'd, I'd be really worried as well if you just vanished. Yeah, but obviously dude, like, that, that was that was like a young 18-year-old biryani. You know what I mean? Yeah. Young 18-year-old Irfan. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. But yeah, man, I, I, I can do days as well, man, about the internet. But maybe not so much now because we've become quite heavily reliant on that since JMB. I was going to say, with everything that we're doing, it's, it's incredibly hard yeah. to do that. I mean, heck, I, because of JMB, I've had to download TikTok for the first time in my life. Yeah. And I look at that thing and I'm like, this... Let it this, take over your brain. This, Let it seep into you. This makes me, gives me so much anxiety. Brain. I'm looking at it and there's like too much going on. TikTok brain. You're going to get TikTok brain. Watch. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Avoid it, man. I, I had a TikTok brain. Uh, but yeah, so you were saying iPad, iPad child. Why are you looking at me like that? iPad yeah. child syndrome. <laughs> iPad child. Yeah, man. Um, iPad child syndrome. Um, ICS. ICS. What's ICS? Oh, I like actually stands for something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, move on. <laughs> Comment below what that stands for. See, I'm getting the engagement. Ah. Okay, come on. Ah. Nigerian fans. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, I spotted Nigerian fans. Oh uh, no. But yeah. What are you trying to say about Nigerian people? Huh? You know what it is? You know what I'm trying to think? This guy is just gonna keep trying to paint me as a villain. Uh, I'm not a villain. Uh, listen, you have a you have a live to be a hero or live long enough to become a villain. That's you butchered the quote. <laughs> that was good. You butchered the quote. What's the quote again? You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, same the same thing yeah, potato, potato. bro stop cursing oh, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. have to edit it out oh. same thing man potato potato tomato tomato Jerome Jerome like, you know what I mean yeah you know Jerome Jerome there's actually a, uh, a friend at uni that, that that's literally my that's that's my nickname for her no that's her nickname for me Geronimo I think it's so long to say the same thing bro I'm sorry man it's been a long yeah, day long day long day, man. Long day. <laughs> long there's like long day okay anyway so iPad child basically couldn't handle the fact that he, he didn't no, have no, any I, that's the thing that's the shocking thing I actually could handle it oh. it took a bit of a dap to what do you mean oh why are you so surprised yeah, I'm, I'm, you know why those, those, reasons, those reasons it took a bit of time but mm -hmm. you get used to it you get mm -hmm. used to it and I think I also if I'm being honest with you I needed that detox from social media I needed everyone time knows. to just be with my family and actually have meaningful conversations mm -hmm. because everyone we've all reached a point where everyone's busy yeah so that was the first time in a long time where everybody had nothing to do except be present with each other and I'm sounding like a like I'm going on some sort of spiritual thing but truly you need it you need that sort of time with your family where yes we're all busy yes we all have our own lives yes we're all doing this yes we're all doing that but you need that time to actually sit down and connect and actually catch up. And when you do that after so many years, you realize you actually miss so much by focusing on your career, by focusing on stuff like that. I'm not discouraging anybody from focusing on their career or going hard with that. Mm. But I'm just saying that I think if you can, even if it's just two weeks, even if it's, if you can even do a month after the 12 where you just completely present, it doesn't have to be a whole month block because everyone's busy. But if you can do two weeks or a month where you actually just go on holiday you're not taking it, you're not obviously taking pictures, but you're not on social media 24-7, you're not connected to the internet 24-7, you're just with your family, you're just present, you do it. Mm. I truly think it's good for everybody. I, you know, I agree with what you're saying, but I do think it is a bit more difficult to have that one or two week block. So yeah. I guess my personal advice would be for people is that it's, it's important to call up, see how people are doing, because really yeah. true, especially with like, with like, if you have like younger cousins and stuff, like they grow up so quickly, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, so I think like maybe doing calls regularly and regularly doesn't mean like every week it can be like every one or two months but even that that is a regular level where you're yeah. going to have communications but don't make it a high and by thing make sure it's like you're communicating to a proper level you're actually getting yeah. a good catch up or go and just meet up with them you know what I mean like does weekends exist for a reason don't let hustle culture or your work life balance like take over to the point where you're prioritising friends and hustle over me not be your family and really get to keep up with what they're doing in their lives, you know? Absolutely. A so, bit like like how this Friday, I'm oh, sorry, it's cool. <clears throat> no, it's cool. A bit like how this Friday, for example, like I'm really looking forward to going out with you guys to the mm. DS show. That is an example of catching up with people, mm. getting to see how people are. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I guess friends are the family that you chose. And family are the, cho family, well. are, family are the family you didn't choose. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Now they're bad blood. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I'm really giddy right now. I think some Nigerian fans are against me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this guy, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, also, drinks taste different there, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course they do. Because they use um, cane, cane syrup, right? Sugar cane. I don't know the ingredients. That's what, that's, that's what we do. We it just tastes this. Uh, it tastes, we had this conversation with Mother earlier. It tastes both sweeter and not not as sweet. No, that's why, that's why like, for example, like, okay, like, as you can see here, like, obviously this is... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, as you can see here, like, this is a lot more orange than the fans you get in the UK. And I yeah. think it's because... Uh, the type of sugar they use is usually the syrup they use is quite different. Yeah, and I don't know. It, either way, I think they're both quite both natural, or maybe the European ones a bit more artificial. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just tastes a lot better, man. How did you document your trip? And do you have any special mementos or souvenirs to remember it by? So documenting my trip, uh, pretty much vlogs, which are encoded with uh, high efficiency or H.265. Uh, I'll be so real with you Man guys. Said that as if people know what if, that is. No, be, no the, people, the people know what high efficiency H.265 is. You better is. know what it is, fam. Um, Don't know the get to know. Literally, H-E-V-C, H.265, any video editor knows that that is absolutely, bro, bro. It's not looking, big man thing. it's not looking good, bruv. Mm -hmm. It's not looking good, bruv. At all. Yeah, but um, hopefully post edit will add a few little clips and yeah, <laughs> no promises because edits in H.265. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but hopefully uh, a few, like one like like a few seconds. A piece of, of advice to any of you guys making videos at home: um, in the camera settings on your iPhone, or it might be on Android as well. I'm not I'm not using Android in a long time, but it might be on Android. Change your settings from H.265. Uh, high efficiency to most compatible because I'm not shooting H.264. You won't get HDR, you'll get SDR instead, but at least it still works out well. So you were saying you documented. Oh, you said there was a special mentor or souvenir you wanted to show us. Yes, yes, the there is. Let me go grab Do you it. You still have it? Yes. Okay. So these are my favorite things from my holiday. <sighs> why, why, why did you moan? Bro, I'm That's tired. actually bear with Bro, It's been a long day, but I look damn good. Have you seen a chocolate brother that looks good? I'm sorry. Have you ever seen a stupid ass Donny walking in sunglasses indoors? Hey. Hey. Behave yourself before I deal with you. Okay. Anyway, let's go. Listen, when you went gone, did they not teach you how to speak to your elders? Brother, you are That's a year older I don't than care. Me. I don't care. Listen, if you speak to anyone in your family, you speak to anyone in my family, they will tell you one year is a big difference. Okay. Even if someone's one day, one minute, one hour. I don't know. I went backwards. One, one day, one hour, one minute. Older than you. Yeah. You have to treat them with respect, fam. If I sort you out, fam. Oh, I need kisses, teeth as well, bro. Don't chat to me. You're a weirdo. Anyway, guys. Ta-da! Basically, I am a really, 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 really big fan of art. But what I don't like is the kind of art where, basically, I'm just gonna say it as it is. You know, modern day art where you just do some splashes of paint on a random canvas and everybody goes crazy for it. This is the sort of art that you'll find in Ghana. So genuinely, I seriously implore you guys to go to Ghana. I know it sounds like an advertisement. Nobody is advertising me, but in Ghana, I met some incredibly talented artists and genuinely, it hurts me to know that their talent is not being appreciated as much. Brother, there's people in art gallery just doing splashes of paint and getting away with it. This is painted on cloth. And, you know, I just feel like they're just really unappreciated and it kind of annoys me. Mm. So. No, this is incredible. Could you- It's really good. Could you briefly just describe, so I'm just gonna point it for sure to camera whilst you yeah. speak. Could you briefly just describe what's going on in the picture and, sorry, the, the painting and also who it's been signed by? I'd say three female warriors. It looks very much like a Black Panther with a Dora Milaje. Excuse me. As for who it's been signed by, um, I'll be so real. It says uh, over here. So as in, like, did you meet the painter or anything? I don't know if he was the painter or the seller or both, but uh, basically in the marketplaces that you go to, whether you go to that Makala market or if you go to Oxford Street in Ghana, uh, you will discover basically people just walking around carrying these paintings and uh, make sure to haggle because they're going to try and charge you 500 cities for this when in reality it's worth 200. But in reality it's worth 200 in terms of how much it actually costs them to paint it. But considering mm. the craftsmanship, it's worth millions. What's what's 200 cities roughly in the UK? 200 cities. So like one pound is 14 cities. So 200 divided by 14. Um, I have a very big brain. Wait, no, 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 wait. 14 times 14 is 196. Okay. So it would be about 14, 14 pounds. 14 to yeah. 15 pounds, yeah. Wait. No, it wouldn't. Wait, what? 
I don't know, man. You're the one doing the maths. 14 squared is 196, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. 14, so 14 times 10 pounds. is 140. Let's add yeah. a few more numbers on there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I, I think I did the math right. Or is it 100? No, you know, it doesn't matter. No, 13 squared is 100. You know what? Comment down below what is it? What what would, uh, 200 cities would equate to? Yeah, I think it's 14 pounds. because Well, 14 pounds and a couple of pennies. But yeah, that's that one. Then there's this one. I actually was... The next two I'm about to show you, I did a mini sort of interview for my YouTube channel, um, which should... I don't know when that's going to go up, but I'll put some footage on the screen. And this guy was absolutely amazing, and it's upside down. What's falling? You okay? Painting one sec. Big man! That painting is not to me. He's all sorry. the way from Ghana. And he has a shop in the art center. Be sure to go to the art center, by the way. You can get all your souvenirs and stuff. So your keychains, everything. I think my two friends right here, I got them both keychains. What'd you say? Listen, listen, concentrate. Like, concentrate. He said he's not my friend. Wait, but look, look what it says on the back. So that's an Instagram tag. So they're really, 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 really good artists. Um, I'm going to leave their Instagram, in the, well, we'll leave the Instagram in the description below. And if you're watching, you can also see it on screen. There's another one. Just one last look. Look at the artsmanship, bro. Look could, at you, could you once again explain what's going on? In I think it's just basically life. So I did see stuff like this a bit in the Volta region, mm. where, for example, this is basically how they live. They collect water. They ride on boats. It's really, 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 really cool. Especially so would this be like a, a village area of, yeah. Yeah, around the Volta region? Basically, it's, it's not necessarily around the Volta region, but I'm just saying I saw stuff like that in the oh, Volta okay. region. But it's basically just village life. No, this and is honestly so beautiful, man. This is another example, but in purple. And the, the artists are just... Mate, I, I just... I feel like they're super underappreciated. Super underappreciated. But their artwork is phenomenal. And it's painted on cloth as well, all the way from Ghana. The at is at the back as well. True. Yeah. So here. But I guess we'll uh, leave a description. Here you go. So, so yeah. Capture. Wow, honestly, breathtaking. Yeah, breathtaking. Oh, whoopsie daisies. And my sunglasses. And All right, so we just finished off the second segment, which was touching grass. Um, now we're going on to the third segment, which is for the culture. So there's three questions left. Thank you for staying tuned for this long. Um, go on to the next bit. So, the first question would be, how did you change from the beginning of your trip to the end? For example, did you become wiser at like, uh, knowing which type of people to interact with, etc.? Did I become wiser? Yeah, not necessarily wiser, think, but just in general. I think I got better at negotiation, definitely. Because mm -hmm. you have to learn how to haggle in the market. You have to learn how to haggle in the market, for sure. So, I definitely got better at negotiation because, big man... People are going to try and sell you like a bottle of drink for like 200 pounds, man. You've mm. got to get better at negotiating. Yeah. Yeah, it's a must. Otherwise, yeah, you're done. You're done. Was there, was there any other things that you learned about yourself or like things that changed? I'm a lot more... I'm a confident person. I just need to stop telling myself I'm not. Mm. That's the main thing because, like I said, having a conversation every two minutes was... Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> it was do, really pushing me. Do you, do you feel like you became more family orientated as well? Absolutely, because I really enjoyed the family time. I, I got to meet members of my family I've never met before. I got to spend time with members of my family I've not seen in a long, 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 long time. And I also got to catch up with those that I might see them every day, but because we're all busy, we don't really get to interact much. Mm. So, kind of leading off of that, do you think it's important to fly out to the motherland? And um, how did your visit impact your sense of identity or your connection to the um, to your motherland and heritage? I've never felt more patriotic in my entire life. Mm. I've never felt more connected to my country in the entire uh, spell, life. Spell patriotic. Oh, go away, man. Spell patriotic. Go away. No, no, just... I spelled at the beginning and I spelled it correctly. Okay, spell gong. G-H-A-N-A. -A. You spelled it wrong. It's N-I-G-E-R-I-A. Okay, shout out to my Nigerians. What? Oh, because you spelled that. Uh, <laughs> Nigerians wish to Ghana, and that's why you said that. Huh? Listen, I'm joking. I, actually, I can't I, lie. I do not no, have any ties to anyone. I'm actually joking. I actually do love Nigerians. Please, no one jump me. I love Please, people. I beg you, no one jump me. Because I love Nigerian people, and I, I know go. I love Nigerian people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, sorry. sorry. Um, no, no, no. For real, though, um, the importance of it of flying out. Importance of flying out. You have to do it. You have to do it if you want to connect with your culture. I definitely say you have to do it at some point. Mm. Um, I'm not the world's most connected Ghanaian. I'm not the world's most honoured Ghanaian. I can't speak tree to save my life. But I, I've i gained a better understanding of it. I've gained a better understanding of my people. 
and I now know my roots and I know where I come from and I feel like it it's necessary it's definitely necessary and go with people that you will have a really good time with and fall in love man mm. fall in love with your people no I agree I feel like for me personally as well like the times where I had this with Motherland it was absolutely crucial for me because I feel like those are the things that really tie you back to your roots you know what I mean like obviously when you're growing up in another country and you're, I feel like to, to an extent, like your identity and what ties you to you being you yeah. becomes so closely knitted into the culture that you grow up in. Yeah. And I think that's why like going back to your roots, there's just a different sense of identity when you're there. Yeah. You know I mean, there's just a different kind of feeling when you're there. Yeah. So I think honestly, it's, it's honestly so beautiful. Like being the, like in your home country, in your motherland and just feeding the experience you know what I mean like yeah. just being there absolutely it's absolutely beautiful it's second to none second to none being in your country yeah, so sometimes I get it when they say go back to your country because I'm like yeah you know what look yeah I wish I could oh, well, no. but the opportunities ain't there so oh, no. therefore do you think more people should visit their motherland or stay in touch with their roots absolutely yeah I feel like it's it's a must but Okay, let me you know. Let me just be real and let's be one hundred percent honest with with you. Let me let me take off the glasses. And let's be real. A lot of people are gonna push you away from your culture, especially they're gonna call you whitewashed. They're gonna say, "Oh, you can barely speak the language. You can barely cook the food," and them saying stuff like that is gonna push you away. You're gonna want to hang out with people who are not your culture more because you don't feel accepted by your culture. And if me one hundred percent honest with you, you just have to say, "Screw that." I am somebody who. I've been told I'm not black enough, I'm not African enough, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough. I went to Ghana and I had the time of my life. So genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, if anybody else is in that same position that I've been in, please do not let it stop you. You cannot let it stop you from connecting with your roots. Mm. I'm not going to say, oh, you have a responsibility, you have to, and you have to do this, you have to do that. But I'd highly encourage you as somebody who's not felt black enough, not felt African enough, you know, being called whitewashed, this, that, and the other. I speak in a particular way, you know what I'm trying to say. So I definitely say connect with your roots, connect with the culture. Don't listen to people that try and put you down and do your best, man. And more, above all else, enjoy yourself. Mm. Inspirational words. Thank Great you. words. And I think as well, like, I just wanted to say as well, um, just to add to that, that, like, if you are someone who's seen as quite closely knitted to your culture, closely tied to your culture, and it, and that sometimes makes you feel alienated, don't feel that way. Like, honestly, just embrace your culture as much as possible because your culture and who you are are deeply tied in together. And maybe some people may agree with that, some people may disagree, but at the end of the day, you should, you should cherish the things that make you you, whether it's your past, Absolutely. your present, or your future. So please, do take into consideration your ancestry and your future um, descendants because the present doesn't matter. And your past doesn't matter. And where you want to get to doesn't matter. So holding on to the things that make you you, it's more important than ever, especially in this day and age. Absolutely. So guys, we've actually come to the end of uh, this interview about flying to the motherland with uh, myself um, being the interviewer, aka Biryani, aka Aerophon, and uh, Jerome over here, who is aka Jalof, talking about his experiences going to Ghana. So thank you for watching. Um, this has been Jalof and Briani, where we serve the ideas. So take a seat. Please like, subscribe, and comment below what country you're from and your favorite memory visiting that country. And if you haven't been yet, tell us when you want to go. And please join us again next week, where we'll be back as, as Jalof, Jalof and Briani. Take care, guys.